saying, take the bull by the horns and get it done. I believe things will not get any better until I move to make them better. It's not always easy. It starts with the sin in our lives. I think we often sweep sin under the rug, ignoring problems, but they will not go away. When ignored, they often, like dirt under a rug, are only hidden to show up later and worse than they were the first time. The Bible teaches us we should face challenges head on. Paul wrote in Philippians 3.14, I am pressing toward the goal to win the prize to which God called me. We are to press on and do our best at that work. We are doing the work we are doing and what God has called us to. This includes the priest and the Levite were condemned for passing by on the other side when someone needed help in Luke 10.31. Paul had a different attitude in Romans 1.13-15. As much as was in him, he eagerly preached the good news and helped whenever possible. In Philippians 4.13, Paul stated, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So there isn't much we can't get done when he says all things. we just got to rely upon the Lord, and he'll see that we can do it. We need to have the same attitude. We need to take that bull by the horns and get it done. Done as much as Christ gives us strength for. Choose whom you will serve. Choose which path you are going to follow. I believe things will not get any better in my personal life until I make them better with God's help. Each person struggles against sin, and we all want freedom from the gospel of sin. But until we decide that with God's help we are going to conquer it, we're not going to make it happen. Let's read Hebrews 12, 1-3. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us all lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance. The race is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down in the right hand, of the throne of God. For consider him him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. We all have some sins that we gotta overcome. A few some may struggle with is baby alcohol or nicotine. How about the bad habit of gossiping or lying? Impure minds. Lack compassion for those who hurt. How about a quick temper? Lazy about doing God's work inside yourself or outside the building here reaching people. How about pride? I know that never bothers any of us. Some may be racist 
And this list could just go on and on and on about what we all struggle with at different times. Sins will not just go away. If you're not happy with the sin in your life, decide now what to start changing and then get to work. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Start making things better. Remember the goal and move towards that goal. Things will not get any better in my family life until I make them better. Many homes need help. We see marriages breaking up. Children are hurting. Wives are crying. Husbands are suffering. These things cannot be ignored. When ignored, time is not on our side. Determine what God would have you do and then do it. You need to be the one that makes it better by putting God first and doing His will. You see, children need to... No, let's read uh, Colossians 3, 18 through 21. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. For some reason, that last verse is underlined in my Bible. And I think maybe all of us men ought to underline that and really put it to practice. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children that they may not lose heart. You see, children need to be loved, they need to be taught, and they need discipline. So make sure we do all of those. Wives need to be cherished and provided for, for and led. Husbands, we're not doing our part if we don't help lead our lives, wives, and give them the comfort and the peace that they need in this life. Husbands and dads need to be loved, respected, and obeyed. That's the order that God wants things done in. And that's the only way it's going to work the best. Decide what you need to, to do and do it. Things will not get better until you make them better. Christ loves us and wants us to make a difference in the world for Him. Start making it known in your families. Let's not make excuses. Let's make progress. Whenever possible, take the bull by the horns. You be part of the solution in all aspects of your life. And you need to allow God to help you. Let's get her done, family. We can do it. I guess Mark's next. see if this works. When Chris Bond told us for this, I came up with hundreds and hundreds of reasons why this is not going to work. I had so many excuses it was pitiful. I wish he had volunteered me to lead songs. That would have been much easier to have said no because unlike Dan, it makes no sense to me and 
I can go days without even listening to the radio, just listening to the engines of the vehicles. No big deal. I'm, I'm probably an odd, odd one out here in that, but but excuses. And but being voluntold is one of the Lord's ways of making you stretch and grow. He likes he voluntold Moses, and Moses came up with a bunch of excuses. And a bunch of these excuses is the same ones I could have used, too. Who, who am I to be up here speaking and listening? I mean, that's what Moses said. Who am I to do this for you, Lord? If nobody listens to me, well, there's some more excuses. I have never been incorrect. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. That fits me pretty good. Trying to read and everything else just does not work very well. I didn't stay up there for very long. <laughs> Let's see, see if we can go back. I, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. People don't listen to me. I'm a bad speaker. I'm not a people person. It's some of the excuses Moses used. But the Lord took each one of those away. I'm not good enough. The Lord said, I'm here with you, was how he took that one away. Why well, people don't listen to me? He gave him the different signs to use. I'm a bad speaker. I'm not a people person. He gave him Aaron. He's done the same thing to me. He given me my family. My wife helped me put this PowerPoint together. My daughters helped me figure out how to put lessons together in orders that it makes sense to people. So if you want an excuse, you can come up with them. If you want to serve the Lord, you can put your excuses aside and find a way. Without my family, it would have been pretty tough to do this. Still could have found a way, but now see, he's taking them away. <laughs> they didn't go to the next one. The Lord took away all the excuses. Jonah. Jo- Jonah just said no, and the Lord said, oh yeah, I'll show you. Uh-huh. How often do we like to just say no? Because we are uncomfortable. Get out of our comfort zones. And the excuses he used was, you are a gracious, there in the red. You might be able to read it better than I. You are a gracious and compassion. You show anger. I don't know. You guys better read that yourselves. But the Lord... He did not want to show compassion on Nineveh. He knew what the Lord was going to do if they repented. So that was his excuse there. How about you? Let's read this one. On on the contrary, who are you, old man? Old man who answers back to God? The the fins. Then the martyr will not say to the martyr, why did you make me this way? Or does the potter have the right over the clay to make the same lump of vessel for 
honorable and, and all for common use. If you keep coming up with excuses and keep saying no, can the Lord work in your lives? When somebody comes up to you and asks you, if Lance comes up and asks you to do something and you keep saying no during another seminary, or Cindy comes up and asks you to teach a Bible class and you keep saying no, or Rob comes up and would like you to sign up for life group meetings and you keep saying no, keep coming up with excuses, um, youth rallies, you name it, whatever you are going told to do, if you keep saying no, can the Lord work in your lives? Can he mold you? And he has the right to do with you as you see fit. That's how I've always tried to do it, is to work with the Lord. Other people see what you can do. Right now we have Betty Free is going to be retiring as a teacher, as many years of teaching Bible class. There's always needs around, and she's done an honorable job. And there's a time in life for every portion. So now I think we're ready for the good lesson. It's going to be hard for me to follow that one. Mark, he was sandbagging. He actually has a PowerPoint and all that, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I quite compete with that one. Um, uh, for several weeks, uh, we've had lessons on singing and songs, and I don't know. I'm going to kind of go with that, but with a little bit different take. Um, I really enjoy listening to music, and I have a very eclectic taste. Try to explain that one to them. <laughs> um, although I have lots of songs in my library, there's certain ones that have special memories or convey a message or just stand out when I hear them. And one of those songs that's helped me through rough times, it's titled Praise You in This Storm. It's by the Casting Crown. Some of you might be familiar with it. Um, I'll read the words to it. Um, it says, I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say, amen, and it's still raining. As the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side, and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. I remember when I stumbled in the wind, and you heard my cry to you, and you raised me up again. My strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain, I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. 
I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So we've all experienced storms in our lives, such as financial problems, job loss, health problems, disappointment, betrayal, grief, heartache. The list goes on and on. But God knew we would become overwhelmed by the clouds and the rain and lose sight of an escape from the storm raging around us. So let's look at a few verses that will help us find peace and safety in the midst of the storm. Uh, let's turn to Psalms 46, verses 1 to 3. And I've called this one, You Are Safe with God. Psalms 46, 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way. And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and the foam in the mountains quake with their surging. The next one's in Psalms 107, uh, verses 28 to 31. I call this one, God is in control. Psalms 107, 28 to 31. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed, and they were glad when it drew, grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for this unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. And all these are out of Psalms. So let's go to Psalms 34. This one's one of my favorites. Um, God will rescue you. Psalms 34, 17 to 19. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. And the last one is Psalms 91, uh, verses 1 and 2. And this one is always trust in God. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So now let's turn to Matthew 14. We'll read another passage here about a storm. Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. Well, he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. 
Lord, if it's you, Peter cried, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So when Peter was walking on the water, he got distracted by the winds and the waves, or the storm. And he became afraid, and he started to sink. So when Peter cried out, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So we need to remember that whatever the storm is that we are going through, God isn't distant, that he is standing right next to us in the middle of it, ready to reach out and rescue us. So if we just need to make sure that we praise him in our storms. And that's pretty much all I had. So if anyone has any needs or would like prayers or would like to put the Lord on today, the elders will be in the back during our closing song.